0: Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. We haven't done an episode on Bhagavad Gita for quite some time. So we'll quickly say our Mangalacharan prayers and begin with the episode. <coughs> om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Omagyanatimiranthasya gyananjanashalakaya Chakshuran meelitam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanyamano bhishtam stapitam yena bhutale swayam rupa hakadama yam vandeham shri guro shri utapadakamalam shri gurung vaisnavam's Śrī Rūpam Sagrajātam Sahagana Raghunāthānvitam Tamsajīvam Sādvaitham Sāvadhūtam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chetanya Devam Śrī Rādhā Krishna Pādhān Sahagana Lalitā Śrī He Krishna Karuna Sindhodīna Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpata Evacham Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnava Bhyo namo om vishnu padaya krishna preshtaya bhutale shrimate Bhaktivedanta vedanta swaminitinamine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine Nirvishesha shunya vadi shri krishna chetanya prabhu Shri Advaita Gadadhara, Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare <coughs> So, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. So, this is a very important verse of the Bhagavad Gita and very often quoted by Srila Prabhupada as well to define rascals <laughs> so this is the definition of rascals what is that? NAMAM DUSHKRUTINOMUDHAHA PRAPADYANTE naradhamah MAYAYA PAHRITA ASURAM BHAVAM NA NOT MAAM UNTO ME DUSHKRUTINAH <speaking> MISCREANTS Moodaha, foolish. Prapadyante, surrender. Nara Adhamaha, lowest among mankind. Mayaya, by the illusory energy. Apahrita, stolen. Jnana, whose knowledge? Asuram, demonic. Bhavam, nature. Ashritaha, accepting. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shula Prabhupada Ki Jai (coughs) Translation Those miscreants who are grossly foolish, who are lowest among mankind, whose knowledge is stolen by illusion and who partake of the atheistic nature of demons, do not surrender unto me. So purport It is said in Bhagavad Gita that simply by surrendering oneself unto the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, one can surmount the stringent laws of material nature. That's just the previous verse, 7.14. (coughs) At this point, a question arises. How is it that educated philosophers, scientists, businessmen, administrators and all the leaders of the ordinary men Do not surrender to the Lotus Feet of Sri Krishna, the all-powerful Personality of Godhead. Mukti, or liberation from the laws of material nature, is sought by the leaders of mankind in different ways and with great plans and perseverance for a great many years and births. But if that liberation is possible by simply surrendering under the Lotus Feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then why don't these intelligent and hard-working leaders adopt this simple method? So that's the question. (coughs) The Gita answers this question very frankly. Now this word is very important, frankly. Um, There is a verse by Chanakya Pandit Pandit, who said, Satyam bruyat, Priyam bruyat. Um, that's the first line. There are four lines. I hope somebody can maybe help with them in the comment section. So, Satyam Bruyat Priyam Bruyat means truth has to be spoken palatably but sometimes truth is not palatable. What to do then? Still, it nevertheless has to be spoken. So, Frank. So, Bhagavad Gita does not hold any punches when it describes um, very frankly, I mean, who is a great soul and who is not, who is a rascal. Just very frankly. So, the Gita answers this question very frankly. Those really learned leaders of society, like Brahma, Shiva, Kapila, the Kumaras, Manu, Vyasa, Devala, Asita, Janaka, Prahalad, Bali, and later on Madhacharya, Ramanujacharya, Sri Chaitanya, and many others, who are faithful philosophers, politicians, educators, scientists, etc., surrender to the lotus feet of the Supreme Person, the all powerful authority. <clears throat> Where it is said, just a few verses before, and in fact, um, sorry, in the fourth chapter, tenth verse, you see, great people have already surrendered. Viitaraga bhayakrodha manmayama upashrita bahavogyana tapasa putamad bhavamagata. So, being freed from attachment, fear and anger, being fully absorbed in me and taking refuge in me, many, many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of me and thus they all attained transcendental love for me. So, many people have already attained success in this path. And by what method? By being freed from attachment, fear and anger and fully being absorbed in Krishna and taking shelter of Him. Now, taking shelter of Krishna means to follow His instruction. Just like the other day we were discussing, to take shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu means to follow the instruction, especially Trinada Pisunichena, Tarora Amanna Manadena, Kirtaniya Sadahari. So, to follow the order, follow the instruction is the meaning of taking shelter. Okay? So, here is the verse. Satyam bruyat priyam bruyat nabruyat satyam apriyam priyam cha nanutam bruyat nanrutam bruyat esha dharma satana. Speak the truth that is pleasant, never speak the truth that is unpleasant, and never speak the untruth even if it is pleasant. This is the eternal philosophy of righteousness. So, this is the or in the ordinary course of dealings this is mentioned but if Krishna is saying namam Dushkritana mudha duskritna mudha naradhama varaka and not only these you know what are these words duskritna means very grossly foolish I mean impious those who have no credit of piety no let's look at the words Dushkritana means miscreants. Kritina means <clears throat> like Sukriti means uh, the result. Uh, any pious work that we have done. Dushkritana is exactly opposite. Those who act not piously, sinful people. And Mudha, foolish, and Naradham, lowest among mankind. Huh? And Asuram, demonic. These words are not very lightweight. And we have other words. 2, 3, 19. You see. Shwavidvaraho Strakharae, Samstuta Purusha Pasuho, Nayat Karnapato, Peto Jatuna Magadagrajaha. Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels, and asses. Praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna, the deliverer from Evil. These are not like you see, if you if you come back to this verse and see Satyam Bruyat 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 This is the eternal philosophy of righteousness. So an ordinary righteous person in this material world may follow this. Speak the truth that is pleasant. Never speak the truth if it is unpleasant. Never speak the untruth even if it is pleasant. Now, who decides what is pleasant and what is unpleasant? It depends on the other party, right? The recipient of such truth. So, but then there is another shloka. See, in in the matter of speaking the absolute truth, this does not apply. Now, this is very important. The subject matter here is <coughs> now in, 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 you know, ordinary course of dealings about petty things. This this principle works: satyam bruyat, priyam bruyat, na bruyat satyam apriyam, asatyam Nandratam bruyat. Sorry, priyam chanandratam bruyat. Ase dharma Never speak the untruth, even if it's pleasant. So, but when we are presenting frankly the real knowledge of the absolute truth this process cannot be followed as you can see the two verses i mean there are so many verses gokhara animal anybody who is not even self-realized thinking the body to be the self is an animal to call you call one to call a person stupid is bad but to call him a dog is even worse to call him a pig even worse mm? so but uh, these words are used in, in Shastra why? you know when it comes to truth and speaking frankly it cannot be sugar coated it cannot be uh, euphemi- there cannot be any euphemism in the truth especially when we want to convey the real message so we have to; we cannot avoid it. What can be done? So, so this is this is an uh, important aspect of uh, speaking uh, uh, preaching Krishna consciousness. While preaching Krishna consciousness, we we'll have to be very frank. You know, <laughs> like there was this uh, meeting of Śrīla Prabhupada with uh, one uh, s- s- police superintendent. So the policeman um, he he came to the temple in America, and he was appreciative of Prabhupada, you know, because he turned so many drug addicts into, you know, useful human beings by Krishna consciousness movement. So he appreciated that, and then he came to visit him and then um, take some tips from him how how uh, our government can take some tips from you. Um, Prabhupada said, "Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, are you just give us more chance to do Sankirtan To, you know, you give us a free place, you know, we can have a nice temple and, No, that is aside, uh, apart from the religious aspect, what else can we offer to the public? No, no, Prabhupada said, unless you have the religious aspect, unless you are a devotee of God, you cannot get good qualities Then uh, say no, in our country, now this thing, no, you, first of all, you why are you saying your country, Prabhupada said That itself is not a good quality huh? This is Krishna's country not your country, you. Americans have come some few hundred years ago, and then saying now this is our land. That is thief. You are a thief. <laughs> Proper petroleum straight. You are a thief. So that's not pleasant, but it has to be said. Hmm. If suppose there is a thief somewhere around in the neighborhood. And if I alert someone, hey, there is a thief around, please stay alert. That's not a very pleasant news, but that's a truthful news. And if I say I follow this principle, Satyam Bruyat Priyam Bruyat, then oh there is a thief, but you know people will, will feel unpleasant, they will get shocked, they will I will give them anxiety. Never mind, never mind. Um, just just let it let him be and let them be, and you know. How can I do that? When I know there is a thief there and I know it. And I'm not alerting others. Is that not an act of crime? And um, am I not complicit in the crime itself? Maybe by state law, no. But if I know and I'm not telling it, I'll be implicated. See, there is this verse. Shrimad Bhagavatam, ten, forty-four, ten. A wise person should not enter an assembly if he knows the participants there are committing acts of impropriety. And if having entered such an assembly, he fails to speak the truth, speaks falsely or pleads ignorance, he will certainly incur sin. And here it is said, never speak the truth that is unpleasant. So if somebody is doing something wrong, and if I plead ignorance or speak falsely or I fail to speak the truth, I will certainly incur sin. So, It is our duty to talk the truth. How can we escape? We are duty-bound to speak the truth. We have to be truthful. By not speaking the truth, that is dishonesty. Even though I may not tell a lie, by not telling the truth, that is dishonesty. You see? So, I can't plead ignorance and fail to speak the truth and uh, speak falsely. Hmm. Now, how I speak the truth, that may be, you know, there may be tactics in that. But I have to speak the truth. And frankly, actually. That's why a devotee is not duplicitous. He will not think one thing and say another thing. There is. Of course, sometimes diplomacy is used. But the thing is, you know, to um, diplomacy means it's not exactly some uh, vicious mentality. Um, sometimes we can say it nicely, but we have to say it. <laughs> yeah. But how 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 better can we say it? Yeah. Whoever are non devotees, Krishna is calling them Naradham I mean, they they don't surrender to Krishna. Naradham, lowest among mankind, among the entire human society, are the lowest rascal of the first order in another sense. So if, I, if Krishna says like that and how That is the thing Krishna used that word So of course we can say that this is not good That much we can say But we must say it is not good There is another verse By Prabodhananda Saraswati Opposite Reverse psychology There it is said Dante Nidha Yatranagam Padayor nipatya. Krithvachakakashatamaham bravimem He sadhava sakalam eva vihaya durad Chaitanya chandra charane kurutanuragam <laughs> He said, Prabhu Dhananasara said, Okay, we have to speak the truth, but let us speak like this Dante nidhaya trinakam vadayor nipatya That means, Sir we approach a, a devotee. Would approach the should we approach the materialist in this way, sir. You are the greatest. Fall down at his feet. Padayor nipatya. Fall down at his feet. Dante trinaya, Dante nidhaya Taking the straw between the teeth. That means it's a, it's a symbolism of humility. In all humility, fall at his feet. We know he's a rascal, he's a demon, he's the number one lowest of mankind, but you are a great man. Padayor fall down at his feet first. Kritvacha kakashatam aham He's saying, I will approach the materialist and I'll fall down at his feet and say, I will praise his glories. You are the greatest, you know, you are the best, you are everything. Everything that is the best in this world, you are the one. Whatever, say whatever, praise him. Uh, hey sadhava sadhu means you are a saint you are a saint call him then the person will be completely satisfied so yes 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 uh, what do you want you are a nice person i like you what do you want then propose what is that sakalameva durad. whatever you have learned sir everything is rubbish Throw it far away. Sakalameha vihaya durad. Durad means far um, away. It is no more not even useful. It is complete nonsense. Chaitanya Chandra Charane Kurutanu you fall I mean you take shelter of the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Leave what, so whatever whatever you have learned. You have learned many things, you are a great man, you are very accomplished. Yes, yes, good, good, good. Now forget it. Because it's all rubbish. Take shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet. Please. So, <laughs> so, these tactics may be used. But again, you see, Sakhala Mahabhava Vihaya Duraad Chaitanya Chandra Charane That is said. So, it is not compromised. It's uh, not just like, oh, you are a great sadhu, you are this and that. Uh, what do you want? Uh, you be like that sir, you are very good as you are No, 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 no Throw it away, nonsense Rascal Chaitanya Chandra Charane Kurutanurak Take shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet So, truth has to be spoken Whichever way that is another thing But truth has to be spoken We can make it as nicely sounding as possible But it is truth Truth is truth Hmm Yeah. So going back to today's purport Those who are not actually philosophers, scientists, educators, administrators, etc. But who pose themselves as such for material gain Do not accept the plan or path of the Supreme Lord So Lord, what is the path of the Supreme Lord? He is saying, Sarva Dharmaan Parityajya sharanam Surrender unto me alone Exclusively surrender to me, that's it And if anybody who doesn't follow this path uh, he, he Who does not accept this plan of the Lord This instruction Well They are not actually Philosophers, scientists, educators, administrators They pose themselves, they may pose themselves as such They have no idea of God They simply manufacture their own worldly plans, and consequently, complicate the problems of material existence in their vain attempts to solve them. So they may try to solve them in by by, um, you know improving their financial condition, or emotional condition, or psychological condition. They go to motivational speech, or financial experts, or they will go to some spiritual Baba, some some Guru, some Yogi, some Swami, or they may go to politicians. They may go to some anybody. But they don't go to God. Hmm. They simply manufacture their own worldly plans and consequently complicate the problems of material existence in their vain attempts to solve them. Because material energy in nature is so powerful, it can resist the unauthorized plans of the atheists and baffle the knowledge of planning commissions big big countries they are coming together with united nations and all that but world is in a mess world is in a mess what is united nations doing it's a useless body useless hmm. simply complicating the whole process in the world the atheistic plan makers are described herein by the word or miscreants Kriti means one who has performed meritorious work The atheist plan-maker is sometimes very intelligent and meritorious also Because any gigantic plan, good or bad, must take intelligence to execute But because the atheist's brain is improperly utilized in opposing the plan of the Supreme Lord, the atheistic plan-maker is called Dushkriti Which indicates that his intelligence and efforts are misdirected Today we have the example of Elon Musk and many others like that, Jeff Bezos and many others Now he is a big name, you know, doing so-called big things, and certainly very smart, very intelligent. But Dushkritna, he's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God, and he's doing. Yeah, it requires a lot of intelligence to do what he's doing, but is misdirected. We're not denying the intelligence he has. We're not, but is misdirected. So spiritually, he's still a fool. He's a fool. Great scientists, anybody who materially becomes successful, mostly are demons They don't have any faith in God Hmm. Very few have, and that also very feeble faith So, reading on In the Gita it is clearly mentioned In the Gita it is clearly mentioned that material energy works fully under the direction of the Supreme Lord It is no independent authority It is no independent authority It works as the shadow moves in accordance with the movements of the object It works as the shadow moves in accordance with the movements of the object But still, material energy is very powerful and the atheist, due to his godless temperament cannot know how it works nor can he know the plan of the Supreme Lord under illusion and modes of passion and ignorance, all his plans are baffled, as in the case of Hiranyakashipu and Ravana, whose plans were smashed to dust, although they were both materially learned as scientists, philosophers, administrators and educators. These Duskritinas or miscreants are of four different patterns, as outlined below. Now, there is a classification of miscreants, classification of rascals. Hmm. So, we are not just saying rascals, no uh, A grade rascal, B grade, C grade no, Types of rascals hmm. So, very nicely analyzed It's, uh, you know, with full categorization That's, That's why Shva Vidvaraha Ushtra karay. Four animals were used Shva Vidvaraha Ushtra karay, karay. So, Shva means dog Vidvaraha uh, means uh, stool eating uh, hog or pig and then uh, Ushtra means camel, and Kharah means ass. Four types of animals are four animals were chosen because of their particular characteristics, and of course we won't go, go in much into their detail. Maybe we will, why not? Because that verse is actually very important. We will see this verse, and then if we have time, we'll go to that verse. So four different patterns of Dushkritna or hmm. sinful people. One, the mood has Namam Dushkritna. Mudha Kapad naraddhama um, uh, Maya Jnana and asuram Masrata four kinds of rascals. The mudhas are those who are grossly foolish like hard-working beasts of burden. They want to enjoy the fruits of their labour by themselves and so do not want to part with them for the supreme. The typical example of the beast of burden is the ass. This humble beast is made to work very hard by his master So this kind of people, who they may be very humble, just like the ass Humble beast is made to work very hard by his master But still he, he is not considered a human being, such a person um, Like an ass The ass does not really know for whom he works So hard day and night huh? He doesn't even know who he works for so hard day and night he remains satisfied by filling his stomach with a bundle of grass sleeping for a while under fear of being beaten by his master and satisfying his sex appetite at the risk of being repeatedly kicked by the opposite party when a he he donkey when he, he approaches a she donkey for sex and the she donkey will kick him in the face with his with her with her um, hind legs and he takes a lot of beating before he can have sex. So, a lot of pain, just for a paltry gratification. The ass sings poetry and philosophy sometimes, but his this braying sound only disturbs others. This is the position of the foolish, fruitive worker who does not know for whom he should work. He does not know that karma or action is meant for yajna or sacrifice. Today, the computer is just constantly in a nonsense uh, mode. It's not even going down. My computer is going from bad to worse already. So, anyway, most often those who work very hard day and night to clear the burden of self created duties, self created duties, very important. Those who work, work very hard day and night to clear the burden of self-created duties say that they have no time to hear of the immortality of the living being. Nobody gave them those duties. They just self-created them. Huh? They have started something and then they got caught up in their own thing now. Huh? To such mood has material gains which are destructible are life's all in all. Those who are not very intelligent, they go for temporary rewards, temporary uh, gratifications. They don't look for the eternal ultimate truth and ultimate satisfaction. How can ultimate satisfaction be gotten? They don't care. They just um, mindlessly engage or um, indulge in temporary gratification. To such has material gains which are destructive are lives all in all Despite the fact that the only enjoy only a very small fraction of the fruit of labour Sometimes they spend sleepless days and nights for fruitive gain And although they may have ulcers or indigestion They are satisfied with practically no food They are simply absorbed in working hard day and night for the benefit of illusory masters Ignorant of their real master, the foolish workers waste their valuable time serving mammon What is mammon? Wealth regarded as an evil influence or false object of worship and devotion So, they serve money, basically Ignorant of their real master, the foolish workers waste their valuable time serving mammon Unfortunately They never surrender to the supreme master of all masters Nor do they take time to hear of him from the proper sources The swine, next animal, actually this is actually from the already the 2 three, 19. The swine who eat the night soil do not care to accept sweetmeats made of sugar and ghee What is night soil? It's actually a very British way of saying stool hmm. Very archaic British way of saying stool, night soil hmm. uh, Faeces, that's what it says The swine means, swine is a, a pig the swine who eats the night soil do not uh, okay the swine is in plural okay the swine who eat the night soil do not care to accept sweet meat sugar, and ghee now the pig won't eat uh, sweets similarly the foolish worker will untiringly continue to hear of the sense enjoyable tidings of the flickering mundane world But we'll have very little time to hear about the eternal living force that moves the material world Hmm. This is true I mean Miranam Sant Sahasrasha Srimad Bhavatam 2:12. This is a very nice verse, very important verse actually. Those persons who are materially engrossed, being blind to the knowledge of Absolute Truth, leave many subject matters for hearing in human society, O Emperor. So they leave and they have many 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 subject matters in the human society but they are not interested in the real subject matter the most important subject matter of the eternality of the soul they are not interested so that's the first class um, mudha, mudha. foolish people second class another class of Dushkriti or miscreant is called Naradham Naradham or, lowest, or the lowest of mankind Nara means human being and Adham means the lowest Out of the 8,400,000 different species of living beings, there are 400,000 human species. Out of these, there are numerous lower forms of human life that are mostly uncivilized. The civilized human beings are those who have regulative principles of social, political and religious life. Those who are socially and politically developed but who have no religious principles must be considered Naradhamas. Nor is religion without God religion. Some people profess religion, but uh, no God So that is not even religion Because the purpose of following religious principles is to know the supreme truth and man's relation with him In the Gita, the personality of Godhead clearly states that there is no authority above him and that he is the supreme truth 7.7 seven. Seven seven in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, text 7 Nobody above him The civilized form of human life is meant for man's reviving the lost consciousness of his eternal relation with the supreme truth the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, who is all-powerful. Whoever loses this chance is classified as a Naradham. Naradham. So whoever loses the chance of reviving the lost Krishna consciousness is an Naradham, lowest of mankind. We get information from revealed scriptures that when the baby is in the mother's womb, an extremely uncomfortable situation, he prays to God for deliverance and promises to worship him alone as soon as he gets out. That is mentioned in the third chapter, uh, sorry, third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 31st chapter. The whole verse is about that. Sorry, the whole chapter is about that. How a soul prays in the womb of the mother, if he is pious. Hmm? We'll just take a quick look at that, the prayers, what we said. At least, if we were pious enough to say that, we would have said this. In the womb of our mother. See, the personality of God had said, under the super—I am just reading the English, not the Sanskrit. Under the supervision of the Supreme Lord and according to the result of His work, the living entity, the soul, is made to enter into the womb of a woman through the particle of male semen to assume a particular type of body. According to His past work, He is entering through the semen of a man into the womb of a woman. On the first night, the sperm and ovum mix, and on the fifth night, the mixture ferments into a bubble. On the tenth night, it develops into a form like a plum, and after that, it gradually turns into a lump of flesh or an egg, as the case may be. Now, even ultrasound scans don't show it so clearly as what what is described here. The medical information is way more advanced in our shastras than the modern so-called medicine. Now, in the course of a month, a head is formed and at the end of two months, the hands, feet and other limbs take shape. That's why those who abort, those who do abortion, are rascals of the first order, they are murderers. Mothers, they are not mothers, they are murderers. So, this is uh, very, very sinful, extremely sinful they will have to face They will, Prabhupada said they will not see the light of day for many many millions of years because they did not allow their child to see the light of day so in the course of a month and all these things they will, by the end of three months the nails, fingers, toes, body and hair bones sorry b- body hair bones and skin appear as do the organ of generation and the other apertures in the body namely the eyes, nostrils, ears, mouth and anus mm. This is by the end of 3 months Within 4 months from the date of conception The 7 essential ingredients of the body namely Child, um, blood, flesh, fat, bone, marrow and semen come into existence At the end of 5 months hunger and thirst make themselves felt And at the end of 6 months the fetus enclosed by the amnion Begins to move on the right side of the abdomen If it is a boy it moves into the right side If it is a girl it goes to the left side That is mentioned in the purport of that verse Deriving its nutrition from the food and drink taken by the mother The fetus grows and remains in that abominable residence of stools and urine Which is the breeding place of all kinds of worms Bitten again and again all over the body by the hungry worms in the abdomen itself The child suffers terrible agony because of his tenderness He thus becomes unconscious moment after moment because of the terrible condition Owing to the mother's eating bitter, pungent foodstuffs or food which is too salty or too sour the body of the child incessantly suffers pains which are almost intolerable just eating, the mother is just eating normally and then for the child is intolerable placed within the amnion and covered outside by the intestines the child remains lying on one side of the abdomen his head turned towards his belly head turned towards his belly like that, the crouching position like that and that's exactly what ultrasound showed right, that's how it is and here, back then there was no ultrasound. But they knew everything that is going on inside. Much better than the so called modern scans. From day one, from minute one, they know already what is happening. So, they in fact know the reasons behind one's birth and what previous life and whatever, whatever. All this information is there. Um, his head turned towards the, his belly and his back and neck arched. Like a bow, like a a bow, sorry. So, exactly the position that is found in the scan. How do they know? 5000 years ago written. And this is not just 5000 years ago. (laughs) This is a narration by I think Narad Muni or something. You know, it was spoken millions of years ago. That was just recorded as written form in the written form in uh, 5000 years ago. Just imagine the kind of signs. And we think we are greatly advanced in the 21st century. We know how to kill the child within the womb and that is advancement. That is advancement. Nonsense. 3.31.9 So the child thus remains just like a bird in a cage without freedom of movement. At that time if the child is fortunate, he can remember all the troubles of his past 100 births and he grieves wretchedly what is the possibility of peace of mind in that condition? you see this is what happens in the womb we don't even know just like all these other things happened and with signs we can show the scan looks exactly like what is described here but what the child thinks is also mentioned here which ordinary science does not have we have that information and if he is pious. If the child is fortunate, he can remember the troubles of his past 100, 100 lifetimes. One lifetime already, we can't handle it. You know, people are getting depressed and going to depression, committing suicide. Just one life's worth of... And that to what? Some, uh, some months worth of suffering. Imagine hundreds of births, 100 births. What is the possibility of peace of mind in that condition? Thus endowed with the development of consciousness from the seventh month after his conception, the child is tossed downward by the airs that press the embryo during the weeks preceding delivery. Like the worms born of the same filthy abdominal cavity, he cannot remain in one place. The living entity is in this frightful condition of life. The mother is thinking, oh, the child is moving, Yeah, you know, here. But inti- inside it is a hell for the child but of course that cannot be undone it is a it is a law of nature that you know was given by krishna but to kill the child in that condition that is just horrible hmm. the living entity in this frightful condition of life bound by seven layers of material ingredients prays with folded hands appealing to the lord who has put him in that this fortunate soul who can remember his 100 previous lives he will pray to the lord What does he he pray? The human soul says, I take shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who appears in His various eternal forms and walks on the surface of the world. I take shelter of Him only because He can give me relief from all fear, and from Him I have received this condition of life, which is just befitting my impious activities. How come He knows so many things? And then when He comes out, He doesn't know anything. He has to be sent to school, you know, like... He doesn't even know where He is, who He is, and what is He talking, what is He walking... uh, can't even control his urine and stool and then he is praying so uh, maturely in the womb What is this? This doesn't sound uh, scientific Well, at the time of birth, Maya covers the living entity Completely forgets everything Until then he remembers Um, Especially if he is fortunate enough Um, I, the pure soul, appearing now bound by my activities, am lying in the womb of my mother by the arrangement of Maya. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him who is also here with me, but who is unaffected and changeless. See? He is unlimited, but he is perceived in the repentant heart. To him I offer my respectful obeisances. He is now repenting. That's why he is saying you are, you are, uh, you know, you appear yourself in the repentant heart You can be perceived So Whatever he has done in the previous life, he is repentant So that is important quality again Unless we repent, we cannot purify ourselves And he continues I am separated from the Supreme Lord because of my being in his material body which is made of five elements And therefore my qualities and senses are being misused Although I am essentially spiritual Because the Supreme Personality of Godhead is transcendental to material nature and the living entities, because he is devoid of such a material body and because he is always glorious in his spiritual qualities, I offer my obeisances unto him. The human soul further prays, the living entity is put under the influence of material nature and continues a hard struggle for existence Hmm? on the path of repeated birth and death. This conditional life is due to his forgetfulness of his relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, without the Lord's mercy, how can he again engage in the transcendental loving service of the Lord? No one other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the localized Paramatma, the partial representation of the Lord, is directing all inanimate and animate objects. He is present in the three phases of time, past, present and future. Therefore, the conditioned soul is engaged in different activities by his direction with a capital H. And in order to get free from the threefold miseries of this conditioned life, we have to surrender unto him only. So the soul is praying all these things in the womb Fallen into a pool of blood, stool and urine within the abdomen of his mother His own body scorched by the mother's gastric fire fire. The embodied soul anxious to get out counts his months and prays O my lord, when shall I, a wretched soul, be released from this confinement? My dear lord, by your conscious mercy I am awakened to consciousness And although I am only 10 months old for this causes mercy of the supreme personality of godhead and the friend of all fallen souls there is no way to express my gratitude but to pray with folded hands so the soul is praying still so the living entity in another type of body sees only by instinct um, so he is i mean his um, okay let's read he knows only the agreeable and disagreeable sense perceptions of that particular body but i have a body in which i can control my senses and can understand my destination Therefore, I offer, me, offer my respectful obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead by whom I have been blessed with this body and by whose grace I can see Him within and without. Therefore, oh, therefore, my Lord, although I am living in a terrible condition, I do not wish to depart from my mother's abdomen and to fall again into the blind well of materialistic life. Your external energy called Devamaya at once captures the newly born child And immediately false identification, which is the beginning of the cycle of continual birth and death, begins. Now, here is very important information. It is said here, the soul is saying, that although this mother's womb is very painful, I do not wish to depart this. Because what happens when I depart this mother's womb? That means when I take birth. Your external energy called Devamaya at once captures the newly born child and immediately false identification, which is the beginning of the cycle of continual birth and death begins. He thinks he's this this baby, and you know this is his mother, this is his father, and I need um, this. Everything he forgets. He forgets the real um, um, what do you say? Position of the soul. Hmm. So that's why, because Maya takes over at the time of birth, that's why the child forgets everything, and therefore this child in the womb, his brain. So abortion. If you consider abortion with this understanding now, that uh, the child is very much cautious. And he's even maybe praying for his deliverance, and the mother just killed him right then and there. You know, who are these souls being aborted like that? They were doing the same thing in their previous life, hmm. or they did it to others. You know, eggs, for example, what are they? They can become chicken, but people are eating. So they did the same thing to other living entities So they're getting it back This is a very very serious business So therefore without being agitated anymore I shall deliver myself from the darkness of ignorance With the help of my friend, clear consciousness Simply by keeping the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu in my mind I shall be saved from entering into the wombs of many mothers For repeated birth and death So he's in the mood and now he's praying I just want to keep remembering you Hmm. So then what happens You know next verse Uh, Lord Kapila is actually telling this, who is an incarnation of Krishna. He is telling this, how the whole journey in the womb. So then, Lord Kapila continued. The tenth month old living entity has these desires even while in the womb. But while he thus extols the Lord, or praises the Lord, the wind that helps parturition, parturition propels him forth with his face turned downward so that he may be born. Pushed downward all of a sudden by the wind, the child comes out with great trouble, head downward, breathless and deprived of memory due to severe agony. Severe agony actually causes us a loss of memory. Sometimes, you know, when people who have gone into accident, they have met with an accident and they maybe get a, you know, like a kind of, if it's very, very shocking, then, you know, they may even lose memory. They may come, they become unconscious. And once they become conscious, they don't even remember what happened. Like we had one devotee who met with an accident, a motorbike accident, about 10 years ago. And after he became alright, he got a brain stroke. He was completely alright. After the accident, he got a stroke and he became like semi-paralyzed. But now he kind of recovered to a little bit. Not the same as before though. But he did not remember what happened on the day of the accident he knew he was going to office and that's all he knew he doesn't remember how it happened so so severe agony can cause loss of memory and because the the push downward all of a sudden by the wind the child comes out with great trouble head downward breathless and deprived of memory due to severe agony Part of these things are already verified by so-called modern science in the in the scanning and ultrasound scan and whatever. CT scan or whatever it is. But what the child thinks that is beyond the scope of so-called modern science. Anyway, the child does fall on the ground smeared with stool and blood. If the worm germinated from the stool. He loses his superior knowledge and cries under the spell of Maya And this is how birth take, takes place And that's why he looks foolish and uh, everything forgotten Actually, he, he remembered until then After coming out of the abdomen, the child is given to the care of persons who are unable to understand what he wants and thus he is nursed by such persons Unable to refuse whatever he has given to them To him, he falls into undesirable circumstances So in this way, I mean, uh, you can go and read this whole chapter But you see, it's it's very important Hmm. So Rajeshwari Mataji is asking Prabhuji, that's why the baby cries as soon as it takes birth out of repentance? No Just now we have seen It cries out of ignorance He loses his superior knowledge and cries under the spell of maya out of ignorance he cries not out of repentance repentance is inside the womb not outside so we all went through that but after we come out oh, did i even say that no that's what we are now so so that's what is mentioned here we get information from the revealed scriptures that even when the baby is in the mother's womb an extremely uncomfortable situation He prays to God for deliverance and promises to worship him alone as soon as he gets out To pray to God when he is in difficulty is a natural instinct in every living being Because he is eternally related with God But after his deliverance the child forgets the difficulties of birth And forgets his deliverer also Being influenced by Maya, the illusory energy We prayed so many things in the womb but when come out, forget It is the duty of the guardians of children to revive the divine consciousness dormant in them so what they went through in the womb, the parents must make them again come back to that. Uh, the ten processes of reformatory ceremonies, so uh, yeah, as enjoined in the Manusmriti, sorry, uh, which is the guide guide to religious principles, are meant for reviving God consciousness in the system of Varnashram. Manusmriti has sanskaras, or reformatory ceremonies uh, and this Manusamitya is actually uh, a guide to religious principles and are, and are meant for reviving God-consciousness in the system of Varnashyam However, no process is strictly followed now in any part of the world and therefore 99.9% of the population is Naradham um, You see, second class of, second type of rascals so when we say rascals, when we call the materialists as rascals We are referring to all these four types All included, together, just say rascal Very you? you know rascal is also so carefully and so meaningfully used Not just to call him, call the non-devotees some names No, it is, you know, with meaning Now, when the whole population becomes Naradham Naturally, all their so-called education is made null and void by the all-powerful energy of physical nature According to the standard of the Gita, a learned man is he who sees on equal terms the learned Brahmana, the dog, the cow, the elephant and the dog-eater. That is the vision of a pure devotee. Sri the Prabhu, who is the incarnation of Godhead as divine master, delivered, delivered the typical Naradhamas, the brothers Jaga and Madha, and showed how the mercy of a real devotee is bestowed upon the lowest of mankind. So the Naradham, who is condemned by the personality of Godhead, can again revive his spiritual consciousness only by the mercy of a devotee. Naradham who is condemned by the personality of Godhead can again revive his spiritual consciousness only by the mercy of a devotee. So okay, That's why devotees are very, very merciful. Hmm. Very merciful. Even though he is a Naradham, he will go to the Naradham and then try to turn him into a devotee. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in propagating the Bhagavad Dharma or activities of the devotees, has recommended that people submissively hear the message of the personality of Godhead. Hmm. The essence of this message is bhagavad So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in propagating the bhagavad dharma, has recommended that hear the message of the personality of God. Submissively hear. The essence of this message is Bhagavad-gita. The lowest among, amongst human beings can be delivered by this submissive hearing process only. Not just hearing, submissive hearing. That means what? Whatever is being heard should be followed and executed. We have to act on it. On whatever instructions we are receiving. Not that we just receive the instruction, and I don't care for the instruction. No, that's not submissive hearing. Only submissive hearing of the message will work. The essence of this message is Bhagavad Gita, lost amongst human beings can be delivered by this submissive hearing process only. But unfortunately, they even refuse to give an oral reception to these messages, and what to speak of surrendering to the will of the Supreme Lord. They don't. Narādhamas of the lowest of mankind will fully neglect the prime duty of human life The next class of dushkriti is called Māyaya Apahartha Or those persons whose erudite knowledge has been nullified by the influence of illusory material energy They are mostly very learned fellows, great philosophers, poets, literati, scientists, etc. But the illusory energy misguides them and therefore they disobey the Supreme Lord There are a great number of Maya, Bharata, Jnana at the present moment, even amongst the scholars of the Bhagavad Gita. In the Gita, in plain and simple language, it is stated that Sri Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There is none equal to or greater than Him. He is mentioned as the father of Brahma, the original father of all human beings. In fact, Sri Krishna is said to be not only the father of Brahma, but also the father of all species of life. He is the root of the impersonal Brahman and Paramatma. The super soul in every entity is his plenary portion. He is the fountainhead of everything, and everyone is advised to surrender unto his lotus feet. Despite all these clear, and clear statements, the Maya Paharta Jnana deride the personality of the Supreme Lord and consider him merely another human being. So they take Krishna as a human being, and sometimes they take human being as Krishna. So they are all Maya, Bharata Jnana They do not know that the blessed form of human life is designed after the eternal and transcendental feature of the Supreme Lord means the human life is a blessed form of life because in this life we can make a complete solution and that life is the human body is a reflection of God's body the God created a human being body as a replica of his own body. Hmm. All the unauthorized interpretations of the Gita by the class of Mayaya Pahrita Jnana outside the purview of the Parampara system are so many stumbling blocks on the path of spiritual understanding. The deluded spirit, uh, interpreters do not surrender under the lotus feet of Krishna, nor do, nor do they teach others to follow this principle. See? So these are all maya paramatgjana. They don't follow, and they don't teach others. Fa, uh, last one, the last class of dushkriti is called asvaram bhavamastita, or those of demoniac principles. This class is openly atheistic. Some of them argue that the supreme. See, the, until now they were all like you know busy with this and that and, you know, come up some kind of uh, you know, philosophy But, these atheistic people are especially against Now, Karmi, who is just interested in like, you know, mudha, they ask They just work and, then you know, will get their money and try to enjoy But they aren't like particularly envious of the Lord or something like that They just don't care or, you know, not like really interested in it But, Ashram Bhava Masrita is very openly atheistic They are very vocal about it, very physical about it That kind of people Some of them argue that the Supreme Lord can never descend upon this material world But they are unable to give any tangible reasons as to why not There are others who make him subordinate to the impersonal feature Although the opposite is declared in the Bhagavad Gita Envious of the Supreme Personality of Godhead The atheist will present a number of illicit incarnations manufactured in the factory of his brain What is this illicit incarnations? Many humans, they think they are incarnation of God Kali is fraught with these kind of human beings who are on the level of animals and they are taken as incarnations of God you know. So but, here it is said Envious of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the atheist will present a number of illicit incarnations manufactured in the facting. Such persons whose very principle of life is to decry the Personality of Godhead Cannot surrender under the lotus feet of Sri Krishna. Sri Yamunacharya Albandaru of South India said, "O oh my Lord, You are unknowable to persons involved in it, involved with atheistic principles. Huh? Despite Your uncommon qualities, features, and activities, despite Your personality is being confirmed by all the revealed scriptures and the quality of goodness, and despite Your being acknowledged by the famous authorities renowned for their depth of knowledge in the transcendental science." And situated in the godly qualities. You see that? You are unknowable to atheistic people. Therefore, number one, grossly foolish persons, number two, the lowest of mankind, number three, the deluded speculators, and number four, the professed atheists, as above mentioned, never surrender unto the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead in spite of all scriptural and authoritative advice. So these are uh, the lowest of, I mean, they're very, very sinful. They don't really accept the shelter of the Supreme Lord, they have their own idea. Maya Paharita So these things have to be corrected And to correct that If somebody is haunted by a ghost I can just You know, switch off Whatever You know It's just like For example A ghostly haunted person He He's just Deluded He's completely so that person, what good qualities can we ha- can he have? He will speak anything and he will do anything. But those people who are actually knowledgeable in this, they have to awaken them. And when a ghostly haunted person is he, when a when an ordinary person is trying to, you know awaken him to proper consciousness or even when the exorcist tries to do that um, he may even shout at that that ghostly haunted person but actually he's not shouting at the person he is shouting at the ghost who is haunting that person so but the ghostly haunted person may take it that oh, he is shouting at me why are you shouting at me You know, he will make him even more angry so Sometimes the devotees are quite, you know, they speak the truth and then it, it hurts. But actually, what is her, what is being hurt is that our comfort with Maya, Pisachi, is, you know, Koto Nidra Maya Jao Pisachi rakole. Maya is like a Pisachi, like a, like a ghost. So, the devotees are very merciful. They don't just let him, oh, he is comfortable with the ghost, okay, let him be. No, 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 no. Even if it's discomfort, even if it is risk Like a ghostly 100% he can do anything to the devotee who is trying to like, you know Or exhaust is or anything But he goes out of, you know, uh, as a sense of duty So similarly a, d- a devotee, he tries to enlighten the public about Krishna Consciousness And those people who are in these categories of, you know, Dushkritina They don't like They don't like this preaching they don't like straightforward frank talk. No. So we have to accept. We have to accept the how can we advance in Krishna consciousness? We have to be sincere. We have to be first of all what is sincere, what is the definition of sincerity? Sincerity means am I really interested in the goal of life? Which is at least you know, get moksha. You know. Even if he is selfish. He can want that I don't want this suffering, that is intelligence, that is a sign of intelligence and you have to take to it, we have to take to that path and such a path is not very palatable to you know, somebody who wants to be in this material world he doesn't even know the aim of life where is there any good quality, where is it? nothing <clears throat> So, so, therefore, if we want our real benefit, we have to accept the truth, even if it sounds a little bitter and even if it sounds hurtful. But if it is the truth, if it's not the truth, yeah, you can say, Why Why did you say that? But if it is the truth, I should accept it. It may not be palatable because I was used to something else. But, this is the truth, so I have to wake up to it. Otherwise, if I choose to sleep in ignorance, they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Until we get chopped on the slaughter, slaughter, you know, board. My, you know, it is donkey's bliss. Ignorance is donkey's bliss. Uh, Donkey is also very blissful. Uh, You know, singing and you know, braying. Nobody wants to hear his song, and he you know he he ca- carries some so much load, and he, it is not even his load. He's working for someone else, and for some grass which the master is giving, that grass he can get anywhere. I don't know what is doing then. He can eat more grass, or other place than with his master. But the master will give one one bundle of grass, and then he takes care of that. I mean, he he takes charge of the ass, and then the ass just agrees, okay, I will carry whatever. I, you know. And he's getting a good deal. I mean. The, the, the man is getting a good deal i just give him some grass worthless grass anyway for me and then he will do valuable work for me you know if somebody you know gives you some cheap skate item but you paid a lot of money for that are you not foolish so this ass is like that he wants he wants to pay a heavy price for some cheap thing which he can get everywhere so this is called no brain No brain Alpomethasa Varakana Foolish So these kind of people unfortunately they do not surrender Namam Dushkritana Murda Prapadyante Namam Prapadyante So they don't surrender So dvau Bhuta Sargao Lokes Min Daiva Asureva Vishnubhakta Smritav Daiva Asuras Tad Two kinds of people are there in this world Dvav Bhuta Sargao Two categories One is the godly And one is the demoniac The demoniac person Is he who is not a devotee of Vishnu And the godly person Is he who is a devotee of Vishnu Only these two types of people are there And and nobody else Can you say like that that? No, we we have to say like that If you don't like, sorry Take it or leave it That is our philosophy Our policy hmm? Is that we are giving you, you have to take it hmm. that's for your good if you don't take it, then you will be, you will be the one who is suffering Who will be? the one who is telling the truth, he will not suffer because he is trying to help but if I don't take the help, then I will suffer as simple as that listen, so 2319 actually, we wanted to a little bit show that Extremely tired today. I'm sorry about that. Two, three, nineteen. So you see, these animals actually, maybe you know, it's, it's quite a long purport. Okay, I think I think let's let's go through it. It's a little bit worth it, you know. Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels, and asses praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastime of the Lord Shri Krishna, the deliverer from you, all evils. The general mass of people, unless they are trained systematically for a higher standard of life and spiritual values, are no better than animals. And in this verse, they have particularly been put on the level of dogs, hogs, camels and asses. Modern university education practically prepares one to acquire a dogish mentality with which to accept the service of a greater master. After finishing the so-called education, the so-called educated persons move like dogs from door to door with applications for some service. And mostly they are driven away, informed of no vacancy. As dogs are negligible animals and serve the master faithfully for bits of bread, a man serves a master faithfully without sufficient rewards. So therefore, they come. That's why dogs, when, when these animals are chosen, they're just not like hey, whatever comes to mouth, just say. No, no, no. Meaning, why these animals were chosen? What are the qualities in those animals that these human like, uh, I mean, animal like humans? For human like animals. Uh, animals in human form. Uh, what are the qualities in the actual animals? Are these animals in human form carrying? So these are the things. Dogish mentality. Dog needs a master, otherwise his life is precarious. So Shudra education. Shudra is you know basically becoming like a dog. Hmm. Then persons who have no discrimination in the matter of food stuff and who eat all sorts of rubbish are compared to hogs Hogs are very much attached to eating stools So stool is a kind of foodstuff for a particular type of animal And even stones are eatables for a particular type of animal or bird But the human being is not meant for eating everything and anything He is meant to eat grains, vegetables, fruits, milk, sugar etc Animal food is not meant for the human being For chewing solid food the human being has a particular type of teeth meant for cutting fruits and vegetables a human being is endowed with two canine teeth as a concession for people a persons who will eat animal food at any cost. It is known to everyone that one man's food is another man's poison. Human beings are expected to accept the remnants of food offered by, sorry, offered to Lord Shri Krishna, and the Lord accepts foodstuffs from the categories of leaves, flowers, fruits, etc. as quoted in Bhagavad Gita 9.26 Patram pushpam doyam yome prayachati Ashnāmi so um, He accepts only in the form of fruits, flowers, leaves, water, milk, in this way Otherwise, he does not accept anything else As prescribed by Vedic scriptures, no animal food is offered to the Lord Therefore, a human being is meant to eat a particular type of food He should not imitate the animals to derive so-called vitamin or vitamin values Therefore, a person who has no discrimination in regard to eating is compared to a hog. The camel is a kind of animal. Ushtra next, uh, Shva Ushtra Ushtra means camel. The camel is a kind of animal that takes pleasure in eating thorns. A person who wants to enjoy family life or the worldly life of so-called enjoyment is compared to the camel. Materialistic life is full of thorns, and so one should live only for the prescribed uh, method. One should live only by the prescribed method of Vedic regulations Just to make the best use of a bad bargain Life in the material world is maintained by sucking one's own blood The central point of attraction for material enjoyment is sex life To enjoy sex life is to suck one's own blood And there is not much more to be explained in this connection The camel also sucks its own blood while chewing thorny twigs The thorns the camel eats cut the tongue of the camel And so blood begins to flow within the camel's mouth the thorns, mixed with fresh blood, create a taste for the foolish camel, and so he enjoys the thorn-eating business with false pleasure. This is how a camel does. You know, you can even know about zoology, you know, just by reading bhagavatam <laughs> Similarly, the great business magnates, industrialists, who work very hard to earn money by different ways and questionable means, eat the thorny results of their actions mixed with their own blood therefore the Bhagavatam has situated these diseased fellows along with the camels. Now finally the ass is an animal who is celebrated as the greatest fool. <laughs> Prabhupada has a way of saying things like he used to say stalwart demon. Stalwart demon stalwart demon. Yes, he used that it's an oxymoron. It, 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 stalwart means um, exalted Very great. Exceptional. Demon. Exceptional demon. What is that? (laughs) Exceptional rascal. But you see, you know... The ass is an animal who is celebrated as the greatest fool. Even amongst the animals. (laughs) Animals are already foolish. He is foolish among the animals also. The ass works very hard and carries burdens of the maximum weight without making profit for itself. The ass is generally engaged by the washerman whose social position is not very respectable. And a special qualification of the ass is that it is very much accustomed to being kicked by the opposite sex. When the ass begs for sexual intercourse, he is kicked by the fair sex, yet he still follows the female for sexual pleasure. A henpecked man is compared, therefore, to the ass. The general man, uh, the general mass of people, work very hard, especially in the age of kali. In this age, the human being is actually engaged in the work of an ass, carrying heavy burdens and driving Kela and rickshaws. The so-called advancement of human civilization has engaged the human being in the work of an ass. The laborers in great factories and workshops are also engaged in so much burdensome, burdensome work. And after working hard during the day, the poor laborer has to again, has to be again kicked by the fair sex, not only for sex enjoyment. But also for so many household affairs. Mm. I am so tired. So the so-called advancement of human civilization has engaged the human being in the work of an ass. The labourers in great factories and workshops are also engaged in such burdensome work. After working hard during the day, the poor labourer has to be again kicked by the fair sex, not only for sex enjoyment, but also for many household affairs. So Srimad Bhagavatam's categorization, this is where it comes. Srimad Bhagavatam's categorization of the common man without any spiritual enlightenment into the society of dogs, hogs, camels, and asses. Is not at all an exaggeration (laughs) Now Satyam Bruyat, Priyam Bruyat is completely out of the window here Speak palatable truth only That's out of the window Here it is said It is not only said Dogs, hogs, camels and asses But here Prabhupada is saying Is not at all an exaggeration It's exactly the fact Like there is no exaggeration about it so the leaders of such ignorant masses of people may feel very proud of being adored by such a number of dogs and hogs. So you see, this is one. This is another thing. He may be a hog or a dog or a camel or an ass, and then there are so many other dogs, hogs, camels, asses who praise these so-called famous dogs, camels, hogs, and asses. Uh, so the leaders of such ignorant masses of people may feel very proud of being adored by such a number of dogs and hogs, but that is not very flattering. If you have a fan club of all dogs I mean, is that a... (laughs) What is that? That's not very flattering The Bhagavatam openly declares that although a person may be a great leader of such dogs and hogs disguised as men If he has no taste for being enlightened in the science of Krishna If he has no taste for being enlightened in the science of Krishna Such a leader is also an animal and nothing more he may be designated as a powerful, strong animal or a big animal but in the estimation of Srimad Bhavadam, he is never given a place in the category of man on account of his atheistic temperament or in other words, such godless leaders of dogs and hog-like men are bigger animals with quality, with the qualities of animals in greater proportion and you know this is the thing with the atheistic people, they don't Accept. What is atheism? What is atheism? Atheism means to not believe in God and to not believe in the Word. That's why baudha Vedana Mania, Baudha Hoita Nastic. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said Vedana uh, mania. The Buddhists they don't believe in the Vedas and therefore they're atheists. So if we don't accept God's word and we accept God, that's still atheism because we don't accept. God and God's word are non-different And we have to believe Whatever is the word of God And we have to follow We cannot disobey And be called uh, a devotee No That is monastic Atheism So the the quicker we rise from the platform And come to the point of listening And following the instructions of Krishna The better it is for us Otherwise, we're asking for trouble. We're asking for trouble. So, we should not remain this um, Dushkritina. We have to become Sukritina. Not just ordinary Sukritina. We have to become Mahatma. Great soul. So, for that we have to surrender to the Lord. Jnana Prapadyate vasudev Samahatma So, I think I'll stop it at that. I think it's quite self-evident, the subject matter. Um, So, we we just have to become more and more surrendered. We have to accept the instructions and follow them to the letter as much as possible. And Krishna will give us intelligence how to follow it even more and more. Alright, I'll take any questions that are here, otherwise we'll stop it here, one second. Um, Mon Bon Jai Prabhu I have a question, there was a pastime of a Naishataka Brahmachari of a name Bhanu Swami serving Shri Prabhupada in Calcutta. There were many challenges at one point in developing the temple and the devotees were getting down in health Um, that means they were getting sick in consciousness because of the trials of the environment. It was hard for them to do basic services. But Bhana Swami was able to continually serve Sri Prabhupada even at times by himself when others were down and out. Sri Prabhupada took note of this and said this is the value of a brahmachari. So does this valuable quality of the brahmachari come because of Following strictly Naistika, not getting married, curbing unnecessary communication and contact with women, or is it something else? Automatically, I mean, if we don't, if we don't engage in sex, then the vitality, urdhareeta, it is called, Naistika Brahmacharis and that keeps the health very, that keeps a person very healthy physically, and also very sharp in the brain. Very, very sharp. And such persons are called Shrutadhara. They, they hear once and they never forget. And not only f- remember, but also know how to understand it, apply it in all contexts. Though that is the power of uh, refraining from sex. Mm. In fact, there was one incident where Sri Prabhupada said, If you remain a brahmachari, if you uh, remain as a brahmachari for 12 years straight, then whatever you say, will become truth. So, Prabhupada said like that. So, that is the power. I mean, how the sages, they used to give, uh, they used to curse, or they used to bless, and the things happened. If they curse someone, it, will, it is bound to happen. If they bless someone, it is bound to happen. How, how do they get that power? Because of their tapasya. It's not just the mantra chanting or what. The tapasya behind that mantra chanting. That is what gives it power. So, Tapa, the the first word in the universe was Tapa, austerity. <laughs> this is a beautiful verse, you know, uh, Krishna, I mean, Vishnu spoke to Brahma, you know. Two nine six Sachinta Yan Yak Sharameka Dambasi Opash Gaditam Vacho Vibhu. SPARSHESHU YAT SHODASHAM EKAVIMSHAM NISHKINCHANANAM NIRPAYADHANAM VIDUHU It's very important. NISHKINCHANANAM NIRPAYADHANAM VIDUHU SPARSHESHU YAT SHODASHAM EKAVIMSHAM SHODASHAM means 16th and EKAVIMSHAM means 21st. So the 16th and the 21st of sparseshu Sparsa means in the sparsha letters consonants sparsha means vowels is when the sound from the throat comes unobstructed through the mouth that is a vowel a e a o from the throat there is no sparsha Sparsa means touch so when the tongue touches the upper the palate somewhere whether it's back or front or, then that sound is called a consonant so it's very technical so sparsha so among the consonants, the 16th consonant and the 21st consonant together became is the wealth of those in the renounced order of life. What is that? What is the 16th letter of the consonants? TA And what is the 21st? PA So if you see So TA and PA While thus engaged in thinking in the water Brahmaji heard twice from nearby Two syllables joined together One of the syllables was taken from the 16th And the other from the 21st Of the sparsha alphabets That means the consonants And both joined To become the wealth of the renounced order of life So in Sanskrit language The consonant alphabets are divided into two divisions Namely the sparsha varnas and the talavya varnas From Ka to Ma, the letters are known as the Sparshavarnas and the sixteenth of the group is called Ta whereas the twenty-first letter is called Pa So when they are joined together, the word Tapa or Penance is constructed This Penance is the beauty and wealth of the Brahmanas and the renounced order of life According to Bhagavad philosophy, every human being is meant simply for this Tapa and for no other business because by Penance one only can one realize his Self and Self-realization not sense gratification is the business of human life. This tapa or penance was begun from the very beginning of the creation and it was the first adopted by the supreme spiritual master, Lord Brahma. By tapasya only can one get the profit of human life and not by a polished civilization of animal life. The animal does not know anything except sense gratification in the jurisdiction of eat, drink, be, merry, and enjoy. But the human being is made to undergo tapasya for going back to God, Godhead back home. So when Lord Brahma was perplexed about how to construct the material manifestations in the universe and went down within the water to find out the means and the source of his lotus seat, he heard the word Tapa vibrated twice. Taking the path of Tapa in the second is the second birth of the desiring disciple. So that was the initiation of, the, of Lord Brahma. Just the word Tapa. So taking the path of Tapa is the second birth of the desiring disciple. Now initiation. Now what is this initiation? Taking to the path of Tapasya. The word Upashranoth is very significant It is similar to Upanayana Or bringing the disciple nearer to the spiritual master For the path of Tapa So Brahmaji was thus initiated by Lord Krishna And this fact is corroborated by Brahmaji himself in his book The Brahma samhita So you can go and read that So Definitely I mean with the tapasya, One gets uh, so much benefit Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, intellectually f- Physically even At all levels but if the semen is just wasted, without any you know, um, use, excessively, then the person actually gets diseased. Hmm. He'll get diseased. So Dimitri Fedotov, Sri Sunugupala Prabhu, showed a verse or purport where it is said that inattentive hearing is an offence. Yes, this is the one which you have already quoted Lord Shiva advised the sons of the king to hear him attentively For inattentive hearing is offensive 4.24.32 Yes, that's true Itya Nukrosha Hridayo Bhagavana Hatang Shivaha Badhan Jalin Rajaputra Narayana Paro Vachaham. The great sage Maitreya continued. Out of his causeless mercy, the exalted personality Lord Shiva, the great devotee of Lord Narayana, continued to speak to the king's sons who were standing with folded hands. So here, Lord Shiva advised. The sons of the king to hear at him, hear him attentively, for inattentive hearing is offensive. Elain <laughs> Mataji is saying, learning zoology. We learn so much about animals and what they do, how they eat, what they like. <laughs> and <laughs> the irony is that we are learning Zoology because human beings are on that level and it is actually us who are on that level. So <laughs> while we are learning Zoology, we Bhavakam is nicely saying that you are also on that level, you know, saying to us. Oh, well, we are also on that level. So, we have to rise above that and become only interested in Krishna. So, um, wasn't Om the first word? No. Of course, Pranava Sarva Veda issue, we have the, the Pranava. But uh, the first words that Brahma heard is Tapa, as you know. It was the first thing he heard. I mean, Om is always there, even before. From the Om, everything came. I mean, but the first words heard by Brahma was Tapa. Divya is asking Divya Mataji. Rabuji, a baby in the womb remembers everything and prays to Vishnu for liberation, as Devamaya makes him forget right after birth. How is he able to remember Vishnu again when born in a non-devotee family? I mean, how he reconnects with Vishnu. Will Devamaya allows him to remember, won't the Maya cover him again? Well, we all were born in non-devotee families, most of us at least. And, but we still came to this path. That's why Krishna says in the 6th chapter and in the 2nd chapter, both, he says that those who have followed this Krishna consciousness, that is never lost. Whatever we have done in Krishna consciousness is never lost. Um, even in the next life, if we only did 1% in this life, next life we will start from 2%. We will never go back down. So, and Shuchinam Srimatam Gehe in the 6th chapter. They, they take birth in pious families or even if they don't take birth in fam- pious families, they'll come in contact with a Guru and they'll become pious. So, uh, there's a chance, of course. And how did we come to Krishna Consciousness? We were not into it, but by the mercy of a pure devotee, Prabhupada, we we came into it. So Maya, well, not directly, but she tests our determination, tests our uh, seriousness in going back to Krishna. If we have a slight lack of seriousness, she will hit that side soft spot. She is very accurate in her punches. And she knows exactly where, when, and how to hit. She knows where it hurts the most and when it hurts the most. And she'll do exactly that because that's where our focus is. That's where our attachment is and she wants to remove that. She wants to actually train us up to become a proper devotee of Krishna. So, If you're doing anything wrong, she will punish us for that. And even if you're doing right, she will test our sincerity. Okay, you're doing right. What if I change the situation a little bit? Are you still serious about the Krishna or you will you know, start blaming him or what, what, what? I want to see. So, she does that. So she does it in, in a different way, you see. Divya Mataji. How the atheists can be saved from their foolishness when they are so determined in not knowing the transcendental signs of Krishna? The only means is chanting Even if though they don't chant, if we chant loudly and they hear, that is good for them Book distribution, and somehow or other, sell the book And somehow, some day it will act So, how the atheists can be saved? Well, only by the mercy of devotees So therefore, if we profess ourselves as devotees, then we have to do the work of devotees We have to spread this message and Let everybody hear about this, you see, that's that's the duty of the the devotee, otherwise he's not a devotee, because he's not kind enough to let others know, he's just satisfied with himself knowing and let others rot, so he has to preach. Alright, I think that's the end of the session, that's the end of the questions and answers thank you all very much for joining and we'll meet again on Saturday wait, Monbon has oh, it's already okay, okay. that's already done alright, so thank you very much Hare Krishna Jai Shri Bhagavad Gita Ki Jai Prabhu Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananda Guru Vaishnava Vrindakija Nitaya, Gaur Pramanda, Hare Bul, Hare Krishna.